Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker. With me is the chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Ashana Wankel. And uh, we have a very interesting show for you this evening, the Gonsfeld Experiment, which Shauna has actually performed in. But uh, first, want to thank everybody for sticking around, uh, coming for the second round after the Edge of the Rabbit Hole. This is Inside the Upside Down, kind of the after show of Edge of the Rabbit Hole, where we get into some other, you know, supernatural topics. And so this is kind of an interesting one. But first... Um, the music piece that you heard was composed by Rio from Firesphere. So she has uh, sent us a few different tracks. She's scoring some music for us. We played, um, what was it, uh, Darkest Wonderland last week. This one was called Tears of Ghosts. So let us know what you think of it. Uh, you will hear it again at the end of the show as well when we close out. So, uh, Shauna, I know we both really enjoyed the music of Firesphere. So. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, they're very Queensryche-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said one time oh. hauntingly Queensryche-ish. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you can check them out also on Enigma Underground Radio, which is on Thursday nights. So, um, so Gonsfeld experiment. Now I had, honestly, I had to do some research on this. I knew I had to do a sensory deprivation. I did not know a lot about it. Um, this is a, you know, one of those areas that Shauna, <laughs> is uh has the expertise in so um shauna i'm gonna let you kind of uh dive into it a little bit here let everybody know exactly what this is and what it does because i know they've probably seen some of the pictures with the crazy red lights and the you know uh the the balls on the eyes and all this stuff so what what the heck is going on here yeah there's there's different ways I know to do it. And then there's people that do it using actual sensory deprivation tanks and stuff like that. But obviously, you know, I didn't have a um, portable tank to take with me everywhere I go. So um, if you watch the movie uh, Insidious, there was a little bit of that going on then. Um, it's basically you're depriving yourself of um, sight and sound you don't see forms figures you don't see anything going on um in the natural habitat around you and you don't hear people talking to you in real time you don't hear outside interference and stuff like that um, and the idea is to use some type of white noise to help yourself go into a trance-like state. You're tuning out the things that will distract you, and it makes it easier to go under. And when you go under, um, it pretty much opens you up a little more um, 
other kinds of outside interference in the name of spirits. Some people uh, project. I personally, that didn't happen to me, only because the building that I was in uh, kind of uh, had a bit of an unstable atmosphere. So um, I would not have dreamed of closing my eyes in that building. Yeah, and this <laughs> to is to, honest. and this is a test extrasensory perception, right? This is to kind of. Uh, see what exactly ESP may be. And, and Tom McNicholas with the $10 Super Chat. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate Thanks, that Tom. right off the bat here. Thank you. Thank you. Always appreciate that support from you guys. So, But but that's what it's supposed to be, what you're supposed to be testing, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, because sometimes uh, we put so much emphasis on some of our other senses that it distracts away from the one that we want to use the most whenever we're investigating, um, where you're wanting to be a little more tuned in. And it's especially helpful, I think, because um, there's some people that aren't able to naturally tune in. And this is mm -hmm. kind of a way to help with that. Um, it is very, for me, it was very unnerving. I mean, you totally feel like you're isolated even though your people are just a table away from you, you cannot hear, you know, anything. Um, so was it, was it complete, was it completely, uh, or were you completely sensory deprived? You like, you could not tell that they were there at all. No, um, we tested it, you know, pretty well to make sure. Um, and like I said, they were literally just a few feet away from me. Um, carried on a conversation. I couldn't hear anything. Um, the only thing that I could hear, uh, we had the noise canceling, you know, the, the good headphones, mm -hmm. um, and then had a white noise. Or actually, I used to have an app on my phone, a previous phone, and it had different colors of noise. It had white noise, it had pink noise, it had, and they're all just a little different. So um, as the picture showed on the on this video, uh, the red light, I think that's the most commonly used color. So in keeping with that theme, we used an app that played pink noise. Mm -hmm. um, and that's literally all you can hear. I mean, that's it. You cannot hear anything else going on around you. Um, yeah, Pumpkinhead Paranormal is saying, sounds similar to using a sensory deprivation take. And yeah, that's essentially yeah. what it is. You're, you are depriving the senses just without having to use the whole big tank. Right. So. Um, and we just took turns. You know, you could, you could, you can lay down if you want to do it. Um, I personally chose to sit up. Uh, felt uh, too vulnerable laying down. I wanted to be able to bolt if I needed to. And um, if if it was in the cafe, and Mike has heard. Oh, many stories about the cafe. Yeah. Yeah, and even when there's no sensory deprivation going on, that place is so unstable that you just never know what's going to happen in there. So doing this in there, um, even with other people around, was still you know a little bit of a risk because there are so many different kinds of energy in that building, and some of those spirits were extremely hands-on. So making yourself vulnerable to stuff like that... Um, it's a risk. Yeah. I mean, you know, at that point, we already knew that, you know, they could hurt you in there if they really wanted to. Um, we had seen signs of that. So. Yeah. Sean Oldsmith is asking, you know, uh, did you get vertigo? 
Um, I did not. I did not get that. Um, it took me a little bit to go under. Uh, really, the only thing that we had a, a red lamp and with mm -hmm. the shade off, so it was really bright. And then we put, um, you can put ping pong balls, like cut them in half and put them over. But I was always afraid that there would be a little bit of, you know, bleed through, you know, in case it doesn't fit. So we use, um, like, enough gauze so where it was thick enough to where you couldn't see forms, features, or shapes or anything like that. But it was just thin enough to where you could just see the glow from the red. So okay. it's just red everywhere you know um and sitting on a chair and we each did it for there was about six or seven of us uh we each did it for about 20 minutes um we figured that was a good a good place to start sure. because i mean i personally i figured it would take me at least half that time to relax enough to go under you know to do it anyway um i had been to i would probably fall asleep <laughs> Oh yeah, Sorry. no, no. I was too wired. I I would not fall asleep in that building. I just I oh the not. building. Yeah, I guess with that building, you probably wouldn't. No, no. Um, and then the rule was nobody discussed anything that they experienced or anything that they felt. Everybody wrote their stuff down, and then compared it after the last mm -hmm. person was done to see what was the same and what was different and. Um, almost all of us heard and felt, um, horses, like Interesting. Beats on the ground. And I felt them so strongly that, I mean, well, I couldn't, I didn't know what they were doing behind me, but they, we all watched what each person, you know, was doing their actions or if they said anything. And apparently, um, at one point I had grabbed onto my chair and, and I remember doing that because, um, I felt like I was going to be knocked out of it. Those horses felt so close, you know, and of course there's no horses in the building, right? you know, but about 10 minutes into it, I finally felt myself, you know, starting to relax enough to kind of go under. I didn't feel like I was in the cafe anymore, you know, um, and some people heard uh, Indian flutes, which... Well, it makes sense for right there. Makes sense. Because there's an Indian yeah. encampment, encampment so, right there. I mean, I did not hear that. Um, I did hear voices. Um, I heard what sounded like a child. And so they said that I kind of cocked my head to the side, like I might have been, you know, leaning towards something or listening to something. Um, it seemed like it was coming from you know, far away and, you know, and I still, I couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enough. I didn't go under enough to where I could see anything going on around me. Um, but I could feel a lot of things and I was starting to gradually hear more. Um, and then finally, um, I heard the voice get closer and I felt someone come up and they said that I put my hands out like to stop somebody from coming in my face. Hmm. Um, so whoever whoever entered my circle was close enough that I thought that I was in danger of them right. coming at me. So, so a couple of uh, um, questions already from the chat. 
Um, and thank you down there in uh, Periscope as well. I know that Periscope is mistitled for, because I forgot to change the title of the Periscope, but we are talking about Gonsfield Experiment. We had uh, we had William Stillman on earlier, so sorry, Periscope, but you got mislabeled. Um, Shay Carroll, where where were you? She she had missed it, and some people may not know about the cafe. So, um, kind of describe the location a little bit. Okay, well, the cafe uh, was in Campsville, Illinois, which is my hometown. Um, in Calhoun County. So if you look at a map of Illinois where the Illinois and the Mississippi rivers meet, that's where I was. So um, right by the river. Um, and this cafe, it when it originally was built, it was a funeral home. And through the years, it was uh, a restaurant, a store. It, it was that you know, back and forth a lot. And it was a grocery store whenever I remembered it, uh, whenever I was young. And then, um, and then it opened up as a cafe and I started working there. And right next door to us was the archeology span museum and the girls that worked there. And I eventually started getting together and brainstorming and talking about all of our activity and became a paranormal team. So, um, the entire town of Campsville is just this hotbed of paranormal activity. And it really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. It it would be easier. It it would be harder to find some place that doesn't have anything going on. Well, except for my parents. (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing going on in your Paris. It's like the only place in town there where there's nothing, nothing going, going on. Yeah. Like if there was like this cone of silence, yeah. you know, I mean, there was just nothing going on there. Yeah. And for you and for you all that have been uh, watching the Haunted Road Media channel for a long time now, um, this is the area where the Goldenrod Showboat is, uh, was right up the road. Um, the Campsville grade school videos uh, were shot there. Uh, we covered the flood that happened there last year. The locks, our adventure through the uh, the jungle <laughs> to go check out the old lock system, uh, was down there. So um, it gives you kind of an idea of, of what we've done there. And of course, Shauna lived there for her whole life, <laughs> practically. And if you go to on our channel and you look at our playlists, you can binge watch all of our Illinois yeah, yeah. videos and yeah, and all those are in the Yeah. So, uh, Carrie Parrish was wondering why you subjected yourself to this. Um, because we were looking for something new. Yeah, just just trying things out. Just kind of experiment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in that building, there was so much going on. Um, and we hardly ever went anywhere else as a team. I mean, occasionally we would do a private residence, or sometimes we would branch out across the river. But there was so much going on in that one spot. And it was just this ongoing saga of events that was going on, all this stuff that was connected to each other, that was connected to other people, to other buildings, to there were so many connected dot moments that yeah. we didn't think we needed to go anywhere else. Yeah. But yeah, that, BD, that's why we decided to try it. BD Flint says that she has been binge watching. So <laughs> thank you, BD. <laughs> um Bonnie Halperin was wondering if you saw the figures clearer. Um, I think that if I were to do it again in there, 
knowing now, knowing what I know now, um, I probably would have seen more. Um, it was mostly hearing and feeling things for me. I personally didn't see anything. Um, but then it took me about half the time that the whole process took, uh, just to relax enough to go under in there because I did not want to make myself vulnerable to everything that was going on in there. So, um, other people did see, um, a lot of people saw crows. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, <clears throat> well, Jen so, with a $20 yeah, super yeah. chat. Wow. Good night, everyone. Have a warm night. Well, good night, Jen. And thank you for being a fantastic super super chat superstar this evening. Uh, that is very, very kind of you. We really do appreciate that. So. Um, also, uh, one of the people saw somebody that would have been dressed in like old school um, uh, Asian almost. Like Asian. with the pointy you know yeah with the I mean, with this with the hat <clears throat> yeah okay interesting and it was kind of um the the attire was gold colored hmm. kind of a yellow colored um now meanwhile there's nothing in that area you know i mean i would think that it would be some type of um i don't know why that particular ethnicity would be in that spot Unless it was someone coming to them from another, from something totally unrelated. Yeah, you know what I mean? somebody traveling maybe because I mean obviously, <clears throat> you know obviously Native Americans because they had the encampment there. Um, the English who eventually you know built up the area, and then you had the French come through um, it, during uh, the explorations because right down the Illinois River was the Marquette and Joliet expedition, um, which they yeah. stopped off. Uh, in fact, there's a marker up the road, but it's not like they, like they stayed. <laughs> so it would have to be, uh, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so let's see, I, there was something from Shay. <clears throat> uh, she wants to know, have you only done it there how many times? Um, I've personally only done it there, uh, <laughs> one time, um, I think only only my group uh, did it in there uh, that one time, and then I've never really done it anywhere else. But I am definitely open uh, to doing it. So anywhere, really, um, except for where I live, I don't. Yeah. Really you don't want do to do it at home. <clears throat> no, right. because for right now, there's nothing going on in here, and I don't really want to invite anything. Well, so. you have kids, so yeah. <laughs> plus, you know, your plus your home is like your sanctuary, so you don't want to. Yeah. yeah, this this has been my first sanctuary, actually, mm -hmm. um, where the kids have not seen, heard, felt anything. You know, the only visitations happen personally to me, and it's not anything that I can see physically. It's something that mm -hmm. I can see, you know? So, um, but I prefer to keep it that way. And in all of my other, all the other places I've lived, uh, there was no sanctuary about it. You know, right. so I don't know if I'm just able to shield stuff better or, you know, because I certainly wasn't doing anything then. So, right. Well, you talk you know, about, this, a, excuse me, about a lot about ground and shield. And so you've probably become more practiced over the years, I imagine. Yeah, I it's for everybody that does it, you know, it's, you know, when you when you when I'm at home, 
you know, I really don't want to, you know, there's some, at least a couple that come through, but everybody else, you know, I, I really don't. Um, but whenever I'm investigating, uh, I have not yet mastered, um, how to pick and choose who comes in and who doesn't because sometimes at mineral springs, it's a little bit, yeah, you know, um, and I know it's probably simply as easy as just really putting a lot of back into, you know, just focusing on specific ones. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, just one, you know, you or whoever, um, it's probably that easy, but for some reason I just, I just can't do it. So a couple of things that I, um, wanted to ask you about. Uh, your particular Gonsfield experiment. So a lot of the, uh, at least from the reading that I had done in preparation for this and the videos that I had watched, um, a lot of times what they're trying to do is uh, there's one person viewing and one person that's a a projector. And so the projector is looking at an image, trying to convey it to the person that's reading that has all the whole get up on. So did you guys do any of that or were you just trying to sense what was in the cafe? Yeah, we we didn't try to do a trial run with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we just jumped right into seeing what happened at the cafe. You know, um, we're like, no, nah, we don't need to do all that <laughs> stuff. Let's just get into it. You know. Okay. So, um, you know, now my friend Rita, um, <clears throat> her and I usually had similar experiences everywhere. Um, we had similar stuff happen to us with that experiment. So, um, probably had her and I done something like that, you know, with each other, you know, I think it probably would have been successful. We seem to be on the same wavelength most of the time. Um, I tried to get her to join in chat tonight. That would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. So Rita fact, didn't want to join. Yeah, well, Rita, come on now. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we we we're on a little too late. It um, it is a little. It's a, it's an after show. I mean, it's a, it's our yeah, own show, I, you know, inside the upside down. But it is pretty much the after show of Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So you know. Yeah. What I would what I would love to do is get her in um, on the rabbit hole and have us just talk cafe all night because i'm telling you i could write a book just on that one spot and it would be so thick i mean that place yeah there's there's a ton that apparently goes on there and i hear about it all the time i know there's this whole floor caving in issue and who needs a floor (laughs) yeah you know i've been in the cellar I, uh, suspend me from the ceiling. I would recommend it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shay was saying something about um, that she was trying to post in the in the previous show and it didn't go. Um, Justin Spurrier down there in Periscope. Thanks, Justin. Um, yes, the the Periscope show is mislabeled. I know. Uh, Sean Oldsmith is wondering: Has anything followed you home? Not to this home. But to all of my other homes, I have been followed home many times. Even after telling them, please do not follow me home. 
I lived in such close proximity to the places that I was going. Like I could go to the end of my walk and throw a rock and it'd be in the property of the places that I was going. So, um, and actually, actually, um, we were there one night. We had some people from St. Louis uh, visiting, a visiting team. And I, we lived really close to the park, to the city park. So one of the investigators and I walked up uh, to the soda machines to get some drinks for everybody. And everybody uh, that was sitting outside uh, saw something, um, a form, uh, run up the road uh, after us. And then apparently it wasn't the first time that that had happened, uh, where, wherever I was going, something would be, you know, chasing up, but I never saw anything, but apparently it didn't just follow me home. Apparently stuff just followed me everywhere I was going too. So, and thanks for the, uh, super heart down in Periscope. Really do appreciate that. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, I've had many, many, you've had some interesting, yeah. Uh, Tom McNicholas with a question. Would the Gonsfeld experiment make those who weren't gifted open their mind and have experiences after? If you are open to it, if you can make, if you can relax enough, just like with anything else, you know, we all have some type of, we all have a sixth sense. We all have the ability, you know, to be sensitive to this stuff. Just some people need a little more coaxing to bring it out you know i really think that i think that if you're brought up to think no 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 if you're programmed to think no that's not okay it's not okay then you may never you know but you personally we all personally have to open up to this stuff so if you really allow yourself to relax and focus um after that after that experiment um Things just kind of gradually, it kind of just opened the door a little more uh, for me. Uh, activity mm-hmm. really started, you know, amping up after that. So, well, um, yeah, I would think with I anything believe- like that, I mean, just in, in general, really, I mean, you're you're furthering the opening of your mind uh, to this type of activity. So I think just on the whole premise, um even if you're conducting a different experiment, the, the fact that you are continuing to open yourself up and open your mind uh, to these different type of phenomena, um, I think that in itself uh, helps you to experience more and, and to start uh, having more of these experiences when you go to these places. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, our last guest, um, William, was talking about that uh, a bit. So... Uh, Bonnie Halpern wants to know, did you have dreams or nightmares after doing the experiment? Um, I had a lot of very interesting dreams afterwards, um, but I was dreaming about, I've had a lot of dreams about Byron over the years. Um, I haven't and noticed it so For those, much. Byron is the little boy that Shauna has seen there. Yeah, he's in the second Encounters book. Encounters with so Paranormal if you, get that book, if you get that book, you will read all about him and see his, <laughs> you know, handsome little little face um, that Adam drew to a T. It was like he just reached inside my mind and pulled out a photograph and pasted it on on the book. 
is basically what it was like. So if you want to know what he looks like, it's it's almost like a photograph of him. So, yeah, I had a lot. And I would say that they were probably visitations of some kind. Um, but then I saw him in person, too. So. Right. So you were having a visitation in your dreams after doing the experiment? Yeah. I mean, he started visiting a lot more uh, when I was sleeping. Um, but I did notice that I was starting to dream about people that I did not know. So, and they always say, you know, that if you have a dream about someone that you don't know, you know, either it's somebody that you might've known that you don't realize it, or it could be somebody that's not in the same realm as us. So, um, but I started dreaming about a lot of different people that I didn't know. I'll just say it. Sorry, <laughs> Jessica. Jessica Shea was wondering if I saw her comment, so I was scrolling back up. Um, she said she had a family emergency and is back with lots of videos to watch. So happy to have you back, Jessica. So there. Now I don't have to type it. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice, Tom. So Tom McNicholas says, "Ask Shauna if she can see if I will get picked for jury duty tomorrow." <laughs> Do you want to get picked for jury duty tomorrow? could probably the use the magic gate ball for this one <laughs> yeah if, if the answer is no then just put as much energy into it being a huge no as possible positive energy if you positively <laughs> do not want to do jury duty tomorrow then you have to really not want to do it tomorrow and put 100 percent faith that you're not going to get called for it right <laughs> i've never done jury duty so i've been lucky so far so uh, I did want to ask you, going back to conducting the experiment, so the pink noise. So how is that different from the white noise? Um, I looked it up uh, to see, you know, there were like five or six different colors of, pink, of noise. Um, to me, white noise and pink noise didn't really sound significantly different. If you really concentrated, there was a, just a tiny difference. And apparently, I don't know. Um, now, I don't know if you, I think the red light, most people use the red light. But mm -hmm. um, like, let's say you used um, there. I saw blue noise on there. So let's say if you used uh, a blue one, you know, would you then use the corresponding color of noise? We didn't do any of uh, that type of experimenting. We only had the red, so we just went with the pink. Um, but it does sound just slightly different than white noise. Um, without playing the both of them, it's hard to explain how it's different, but you okay. can tell that there's a difference. I'll have to give them a listen because, you know, honestly, I... I guess I'm no expert in sound, but, um, you know, when reading it and even you describing it, you know, talking about pink noise, I was like, what the heck is pink noise? <laughs> They had brown noise, a white noise, green. I mean, there was, the app had all these different colors, and they all sounded just a tiny bit different, each one of them. So um, whatever it was, it worked. I mean, we were all, we all successfully, you know, went under. I think um, coming out of it is is a shock. Um, what do you mean by we that? Were talk, we were talking about it, we were talking about it before. You know, because if you if you've meditated enough, if you've gone under enough, it's not like you can say, hey, I'm ready to come back. 
you know. Um, I mean, I per I personally lost just track of everything going on around me. I was so focused on, and then near the end when I, uh, right after something come up in my face, um, is when someone, you know, from the outside world actually reached out and touched my hand, scared shit out of me. Um, but then they, um, turned the app off too. Um, I would personally recommend turning the app off first and not touching the person that's under, um, you know, don't, don't go in front of somebody, you yeah. know, cause you know, I put my hand out, you know, I certainly could have smacked somebody. Um, so it, it was quite a shock coming out of it. You know, of course this was our first time doing this too. So, you know, didn't really, there was probably some things that we probably could have thought through, maybe planned a little bit. Um, but it was just this, you know, new thing, you know, that we were wanting to sure. uh, experiment with. So um, we knew the, the basics of it. So, or how we were going to do it. Um, so oh. it was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. I, I mean, think. I'll have to try it out sometimes. Candy Orton is turning in for the night. Have a good night, Candy. Appreciate that. Night, but, um, yeah, so there was, you know, some different feedback about um, B3 Airspace was talking about Astro Colors, Pamela Rainey, we were all afraid of brown noise. Um, Judy Wilson is asking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Judy Wilson is asking, do you, do you know that this isn't just your imagination while doing this experiment? So I'm thinking it probably puts you into some sort of meditative state, right? Yeah, I mean, any meditating that I had done... Um, I usually didn't use white noise to do it. I usually, you know, everybody has their own way that they do it. Um, I had never used that technique before. Um, the, as for it being, you know, my imagination, um, Tom McNicholas, similar Tom, Tom, $10 super chat. Thank you, buddy. Really, really do. He says last one. I'm broke, dude. If you're broke, you don't have to. You don't have to if you're broke. Seriously, uh, we really do appreciate the sports series. We really, really do. But if if, if you're broke, you don't have to. But we we do appreciate it. Okay, so I'm sorry. You're saying, yeah. Um, you know, had it been just me, or if we had discussed, you know, if everybody heard what the person before them experienced. You know, I think that would have been different. You know, there were people that went before me. There were people that went after me. Nobody discussed anything, and yet we were all having similar experiences. Yeah, and I think that's good so, that you didn't uh, discuss anything after you came out of it. So that, yeah, if, if you had ones that were similar, that might, you know, be something right there. So, um, and uh, Imlabuda61 is asking, um, is it safe to do this by yourself? I personally, I, I saw uh, whenever we were at Eldred House, which is another another very cool spot um, in Greene County, which is the county I'm in now. Um, my team at the time was there, and we were there with the um, affiliate team for the house. And one of the girls went upstairs and did it alone. There were other people in the building, but she went up there by herself um, and just used 
the white noise and she didn't do the whole experiment, but she basically at least deprived herself of sight and used the white noise and did it. Um, I was having other experiences in, in the house. And so I don't know what the outcome was of that, but I deemed it uh, crazy and decided that's all you. I'm going over here. I personally wouldn't do it alone, but it all depends. Um, it all depends on how it would affect you to do it alone. I would at least have one person there. Yeah, I think just for I a think, safety precaution. You know, what if you... Because you can't, I mean, you can't, I mean, you're talking about sensory deprivation, so you can't hear, you can't see, maybe you could, you might be able to smell, but if there's an emergency going on, you know, um, one of the, um, one of the videos I watched, there were a couple of guys who were actually critiquing another video that they had watched where they had, um, left their buddy basically out in the woods, they were doing Gonsveld out in the middle of the woods, and they took off, and so... You know, the, the couple guys that were critiquing this video are like, he's out in the middle of the woods with all these different animals that are around. I mean, a bear could come up and just eat him because, you know, he can't see, hear anything. So it, it put him in a very dangerous situation. So I think having I mean, another you person. Have really, you have to really trust your surroundings to do it alone, I would think, just from a safety standpoint, um, just from safety from spirit standpoint in the cafe. Uh, there, there is no way in the world I would have been in there alone, even without sensory deprivation. Yeah, I was in there. I now I'd been in there alone many times because uh, I used to work there, and I would uh, close at night, um, not knowing, you know, then what was actually going on behind the scenes. You know, had I known, there would have been a second person in there closing with me at night. So yeah, yeah. So I know there was um, one up here. Maybe, did I miss it? Somebody had something in here. <laughs> um, and I guess I missed, oh, it was Greg Grinkin. Where where was his comment? He was talking about what hey, pink, Greg. yeah, he was talking about, oh, there it is. Okay. So Greg was uh, actually telling us what pink noise is. So thank you, Greg. Pink oh, noise. Good. Yes, pink noise is all the frequencies at equal volume used by live sound engineers to set EQ settings within venues. Awesome. So everything, all frequencies, equal volume. That makes sense. That makes sense for conducting the experiment. So thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. So... Um, yeah, so, oh, Jessica Shea's Mike, what happened to them? Did they come back? Um, yeah, they eventually came back for him. And, you know, I mean, a younger group of guys, you know, kind of goofing off. And that was a lot of the videos that I came across was like a lot of uh, younger people, college age, um, you know, testing stuff out and kind of throwing it up on YouTube. You know, let's, let's do this. We came across it on YouTube and we'll, you know, put the you know, cut um, ping pong balls in half, put them on our eyes and look weird and, and do this. Um, but there are some others where they're kind of taking it a little bit more seriously. So, um, you know, kind of a little bit hit or miss out there with uh, trying to find the videos on it. So, um, so Bonnie Halper, maybe at Mineral Springs. I could see us doing something like that at Mineral Springs. I would love to do it at Mineral Springs. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mineral Springs, for those of you who don't know, is in Alton, Illinois, site of our Paracon this year, June 9th. Uh, but yeah, there is a, so much fantastic energy um, at Mineral Springs and so many different locations within the building to actually try it at. So, um, I, don't, I, I don't, you know, maybe we could better communicate with Pearl or somebody down in the pool area. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, yeah, we, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know exactly, you know, what you're getting. Yeah, while we were doing the experiment, uh, we had a recorder running also. Um, there were, there was a lot of activity going on around. Um, everybody was talking about that at the end, too. Like, it seemed like the activity in the building had, you know, elevated a little bit more than normal because, um, you know, there was a disturbance in the force going on in some way. So um, there, there was a lot of stuff going on inside the building. We got a lot of EVPs that night on the recorder. Um, do it listening to audio in that place. It's literally like you better have a program where you have an unlimited number of bookmarks because it's just constantly you're like, you know, if, if we went into the cafe and did one, you'd have to have a series of videos just for one investigation just to get all the EVPs in there. Yeah. I mean, it is so stupid crazy in that building. It's, it's now, do you think you, know, you got least, do you think you got more the night you did the Gonsfeld experiment than usual? Um, we had some different voices that night. Uh, there were usually six, maybe seven regulars in there, you know, discernible voices that you could identify. Um, but there were some, there were some new ones coming through that night. So, um, you know, I always, it, it was always kind of like a truck stop to me. You had always <laughs> had the regular ones, but there were always some new ones, you know, passing through also. Um, but yeah, that, that night there seemed like just, uh, way more than normal. So I don't know if they were, you know, so like just totally different spirits. Yeah. Um, there were, uh, different voices. Um, and then I didn't know it, but, uh, they were, you know, asking, you know, questions, doing like a session. I mean, I didn't hear anything. Um, but apparently one of them, I, I don't remember, uh, who it was in the group. Um, you know, it said, you know, if you want to go up there and, you know, um, you know, tap them on the shoulder or, you know, whatever, um, you know, she won't be able to see you. She won't be able to hear you, you know. Oh, they um, were suggesting that while you were under doing the experiment? Yeah, there was oh, wow. there was okay. some of that there was some of that going on too. I guess just to see, you know, would we notice it, you know, would we be able to, you know, cuz when you when you went on when you go under, you know, how far under do you go? Right. Are you able to um you know, experience, you know, anything going on, you know, around you, or are you under to the point, you know, until you come out of it, until you're brought out of it, you know, are you only experiencing what's going on, you know, on, on the other level of where everything's going on. So, um, I personally, 
you know, if they were doing it to me, I didn't really, everything that I was noticing seemed to be coming from a little further away. And like I said, it wasn't until like closer to the end uh, when something finally came up so close to me that I had to put my hands out um, to stop them from getting in my face. So. Right. And they seem to be, just from all the different stories, they seem to usually be pretty hands-on there at that cafe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, there was no mistaking um, the activity in that spot. I mean, you could not, you could not debunk 99% of stuff that happened <laughs> in there. Like, there was no way. You guys have to understand that I am like so envious of Shauna because all these stories I hear about this cafe and just can't get in it right now because the the building is on the verge of being condemned. So, um, Serenable, hello from Ireland. Love the show, guys. We love Ireland. How about that? We love <laughs> So it's a bucket list item. Uh, we're talking about honeymoon, right? Honeymoon item? Yes. Yes. So, um, you guys are talking about dreams down in there. Interesting. Um, okay. Movie star memories. Dreams are information. Why would anyone want to control it? Um, kind of depends on the situation in the dream. <laughs> there are times where I'm getting in a precarious uh, position in a dream and I realize that it, I'm in a dream and it's like, eh, let's change the environment. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, they're talking about all kinds of stuff down there. Astral projection. All right. <laughs> now, I guess that's an interesting question. So, within the Gonsfeld experiment, so sensory dep deprivation, um, I know that, you know, just accidentally relaxing myself, putting myself into a meditative, a meditative state, I was like on the verge, like on the cusp of astral projecting. Of course, I didn't realize at the time because of how young I was and I didn't know from any of that stuff. Um, so since you've been under with the Gonsfeld, you know, do you think that's something you would be able to do within, you know, while you're within this experiment that you could ask or project uh, under the red lights? I do believe that because uh, one of the people in our team um, went somewhere else hmm. And they were told that they needed to come back. They went somewhere, did they say where they went? They said it was Campsville, but it didn't look like Campsville. Hmm. Like some, it was similar, but different. They stepped back in time or forward in time or anything like that? Um, well, actually, the person that saw the Asian guy. <laughs> so it might have been back okay like way back you know i mean I, I don't know i just um but it, that that person uh went somewhere and was told they had to come back wow that's that's really interesting okay so i have i have projected into the cafe before i didn't realize i wasn't trying you projected from um, somewhere else into thought, the cafe I projected from my home to the cafe, um, saw something going on that I had no way of knowing was going on. 
We used to keep playing cards in there because <laughs> one of the spirits in there used to like to play poker. Would use a K2 meter. It would light up for whoever had the best hand. Whoever had the best hand was usually sitting by that meter. You know, um, we would put the meter, you know, and put the meter, you know, by whoever, you know, uh, one of us would say, well, I think I have the best hand, you know. Okay. And if the meter went off, you know, whenever we go to check everybody's hands, whoever was sitting by the meter when it went off usually had 20, 25 minute poker games sometimes. So we hmm. always kept playing cards in there. Um, and at the end of every investigation, you know, we had a little um, little box, little bag, whatever, um, all of our you know, candles, um, lighter, matches, whatever we were using, um, the playing cards, everything always got organized. Because, you know, we had other teams coming in there and we tried to keep the place cleaned up, try sure. to keep it organized and stuff like that. So, um, and just religiously, the place was always kept, you know, really nice. So, until now, um, when there's no floor. No, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> really nothing I can do about it now, but, um, so I assumed it was a dream, but, um, now I had keys and, uh, my friend Rita had keys and, um, Jeannie had keys. Right. Well, Jeannie and, owns it. Sure. Yeah. Jeannie always gave a heads up, obviously, whenever she visited. And she lived in, you know, St. Louis at the time. So she gave you a heads up really, so you stopped you know, goofing off? <laughs> yeah. She she would, you know, occasionally come in, but she would always give a heads up um, so that we could all get together. Um, anyway, it was, a, it was a really brief flash in there. But for a minute, I was standing uh, in the dining area. And I saw um, playing cards um, literally falling out of thin air hmm. and landing on the table. Well, that's interesting. And um, and then it was over. It was just that quick flash. And so I was like, yeah, I, I have no <laughs> idea. You know, I had no idea. No idea what I it meant no or, yeah. What was going on? So anyway, next day, um, Jeannie announces that she's coming into town. So she comes into town, and um, whenever she got there uh, to open the place up, there were playing cards scattered all over the table. And, you know, we were just there the night before. Right. You know, so whenever I was I there, I mean, I felt like I went there. You know, um, the feeling of that building is unmistakable when you're in it. Um, I felt like I was there. So did I actually go there and see it as it was happening? Or Maybe. did the spirits decide to play some poker and not pick up after themselves? Because when she came in, I was like, you know, so I told her. But you did you know, have that flash had, yeah, so, there, so maybe somehow you picked up on their yeah. energy while they were doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there were times, you know, when I would feel like I would be there, even though I knew that I physically didn't, you know, unlock the door and go in. So right. I, 
I don't know. I have not done it <laughs> since. Okay. Well, we do have some other questions and comments. They kind of got into a, a bit of a dream discussion here, which is fine. We we did um, the dream world last week. So there's some follow-up to that a little bit here, which we can address. We're getting down toward the end of the show anyway. Um, so Imla Buddha 61 I think you were right last week, Mike, when you said recurring dreams have to do with unresolved issues. I've had several since then that imply that. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times that's, the case, at least for me, that's been the case where um, I may have had an issue with somebody that I needed to resolve, and I would keep dreaming about them, dreaming about them, dreaming about them until I resolved that issue. And so, yeah, that that's happened to me. Um, let's see. So, uh, Pungai Fungi, speaking of dreams, what about the phantom life phenomenon? So this is, uh, phantom life phenomenon is where people are within the dream or feel that they're in the dream so long, like an entire lifetime has passed. And then they wake up finally, and it really it's just they weren't, they had a normal sleep. So kind of think of inception uh, here, where, you know, they're going through all of this stuff in the dream state, but in real life, it's been like that. So um, I, I don't know. I've never had a, a personal experience like that and i've never actually talked to somebody that that has happened to so i can't really speak to it uh but it is very interesting plus i love the movie inception so you know (laughs) give me christopher nolan films and i'm just a sucker so um so uh let's see tom mcnicholas shauna must have got her internet upgraded she didn't break up once tonight i I don't know what's the frontier um has been okay tonight that's no, gonna jinx. It's gonna jinx it. Yeah, I'm. Man. I'm kind of surprised too because there's an ice storm going on out there. Yeah. And there's maybe it's because everybody else is off the internet because of the ice storm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, let's see, Carrie uh, said, "I told you I could help you with that." I know. Uh, Carrie, yeah, Carrie, I know, I just, I haven't had time to think about astral projection since you offered that, I know. Um, let's see, um, okay, Joe Chandler saying the show has been great tonight, um, thank you, appreciate that. Um, so Shay Carroll wants to know, Shauna, if you do it again, will you film it? Um, I don't think it's a bad idea. We could do that. We could do that. Um, I mean, maybe it's something that we'll do here on Haunted Road Media. Maybe we'll set it up uh, during one of these investigations and just see what happens. So I think we could... Maybe even do a live stream. We could do a live stream of it. That would be interesting. To see if anybody sees anything going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there might be things going on around that maybe you guys would pick up. So and I think we would probably try it both ways, too. We could try the... Um, you know, the way they they do the experiment a lot where one person's trying to, you know, visualize something and send it to the other person. We could try that. And then we could do like a second round where, you know, we try to just see what we can get from the environment. Right. Uh-huh. What do you think? Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> B3 Airspace live stream of Sleep Lab. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we could do that. 
So, and everybody's thinking that is a cool idea. Thanks for the hearts down there in the Periscope, Justin. Appreciate that. So, um, anything else you guys want to know? Uh, we're getting down toward the end of the show. So if you have any questions, throw them out there. And, you know, we'll give them an answer. We're kind of, we could just make it a free-for-all at, at this point. Um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about with, uh, with Gonsfeld. So, I don't know. <laughs> Tom, we can do it at it's raining Zen. Yeah, that would be at that would be at uh, Mineral Springs. So um which yeah, that would be actually be a great place to do it at. So um Nelly is saying glad you're feeling better. Thank so, you. All right. So I guess if that's it guys, we can go ahead and we can go ahead and do the shout outs. Um and Shay is saying, love the subject, awesome, awesome show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, okay. Um, remember our event, Mineral Springs Hotel, June 9th. You can go to the Hotter Road Media page, and um, if you haven't signed up for the event, uh, go ahead and do something. We don't really have to sign up for the event. Uh, just if you want to do the investigation or if you want a vendor table. Um, how long, Pamela Rainey, how long can you sleep deprive? <laughs> hey, I'm the one that goes like <laughs> two hours of sleep every night. <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to try it because it's it's not healthy at all. Not. Um, so, yeah, so we have the event coming up um, June 9th. So check it out at the Hunter uh, Road Media page on Facebook. You can get all the information there. And um, if you're interested in the investigation we have going on with it, we have a lot of great speakers lined up. We have live music. Um, there's going to be an exhibit of Goldenrod showboat artifacts. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, that we're doing. A lot of people from uh, out of town, um, like Lee Ehrlich's coming up from Florida. We got Rob Gutro coming from Maryland. Adam Tillery's coming out from Kansas. Um, you know, of course, we got some of the great local people like Chris Sutton is going to be there as well. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great lineup. Um, of course, you got your ghosty, your t-shirts, all that stuff. Let's do shout-outs. Oh, um... I was going to say, we, the uh, Super Chat Superstars, <laughs> Tom McNicholas. Tom, really do appreciate it. But again, if you're broke, you don't have to. And then we, I know Jen went to bed, but uh, she is a Super super Chat Superstar. Uh, we really appreciate you guys and everybody who contributed during the last episode uh, on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. That was absolutely fantastic. So... Um, yeah, and people are saying that uh, they adored William as a guest speaker last show, too. So, awesome. Yeah, William he was, was great. Awesome. He was great. So, all right. And again, Justin, thanks for the hearts down there in uh, Periscope. And so, uh, let's go ahead and do the shout outs. Where Chat Shenanigator is with us tonight on here. So, there, there's your shout out. <laughs> uh, Shay Carroll, have a great night. Greg Rinkin, hey, thanks for the, uh, the, the, Pink Noise information. Uh, Zippy Davis, thank you as always. Nellie Moen, thank you. Sean Oldsmith, thank you from Australia. Bonnie Halperin, Cheshire Cat, awesome. Thanks for being out here tonight. Beat 3 Airspace, thank you so much. Uh, Beat 3 Airspace, Tom McNicholas, and Grizz are our deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons. So you can also find us patreon.com slash haunted road media. Um, there's some cool stuff out there. So there's some like behind the scenes videos, Q and a videos, little snippets here and there. So, um, just additional stuff from us. Um, Jessica Shea. Thank you. 
the Touche, Shay Carroll and Jessica Shay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Pamela Rainey, thank you very much. Uh, Tim Schoen, thank you. Joe Chandler, have a great night. Um, BD Flint, thanks again. Uh, BD had a, um, a super chat last episode, which was great. Um, Bethany Warner, thank you very much. Imla Buddha, 61, thank you. Uh, Carrie Parrish is sleepy. Have a great night, Carrie. Uh, Tom McNicholas, we got you uh, a couple times. <laughs> Diane Hilbert, thank you very much for joining us again. Pungai Fungai, thank you for uh, for <laughs> for your questions. Um, who else do we have? Sean Gilmore, hey, I'll see you on Thursday, buddy. And who else do we have? Anybody else? Um, I know it's getting late. <laughs> I think that's a. I could scroll up way farther, but um, I guess that will about do it. If I, if we missed anybody, you know, we don't intend to miss anybody. It just there's a lot of people in the chat. Uh, Cheryl Midkiff, there we go. All right, and Ludafan G, Judy Wilson, there we go. Okay, and um, yeah, Diane Hilbert, you are welcome. Says thanks for making Tuesday nights great again. <laughs> We try. <laughs> so um, next week, we don't have a topic for Inside the Upside Down for next week yet. We'll find one, of course. We always do. But on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, we are going to have uh, Katie Hopkins, whose new book comes out that same day, next Tuesday, the 27th. So we are looking forward to having her on and introducing the book, Seeing Spirits from Hunter Road Media. So, and Sean Oldsmith is saying uh, he hopes you're okay. Shana. So, thank you. Yeah, how your recovery is going pretty well, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot better now. Um, I was released to go back to work, so yeah. I'm hoping to go back to work this weekend. And um, slowly but surely easing back <laughs> into some form of a diet, even though it's different. And right. um, everything's peachy. Everything's peachy. Feeling a little better, bit better. You were kind of under the weather last week, so. <clears throat> um, always got something going on, but. Yeah. No rest for the wicked. Yep. All right, that's gonna do it, Justin. Thanks again down there in Periscope. Appreciate it. High five. I'm sending back the high five down there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again. And um, again, the track is. Um, Oh, shoot. What is the name of it? It's uh, the ghost track from Rio. Um, what the heck? Shana, what's it called? You don't know. <laughs> it's the ghost track. What is it? Uh, is it Dear Ghost? Something like that. It's from Rio. Our friend from... You just broke up. I didn't hear it. I, say, I think it has tears in the title. Uh, Tears of Ghost, yes, yes, Tears of Ghost, thank you, <laughs> my brain's fried, so this is from Rio, from Firesphere, Tears of Ghost, so this is uh, track number two, one of these three are going to end up being the new theme music for uh, Inside the Upside Down, so here you go, have a great night everybody. <laughs>